Today's topic is going to be super juicy. We're talking from prospects to clients, uncovering the top three sales obstacles that keep Christian entrepreneurs from converting their offers. Listen, we are about to get into this and we're going past the Google answers and really getting to the heart issues that are preventing you from truly showing up and making those authentic connections so that you are able to convert your offers. And I know that that word convert can be a triggering word. We covered that as well. So let's get ready to get into this thing. Get your pen, get your paper, because this is going to be a noteworthy episode. What's up, leader? Welcome to the Gifted Entrepreneur Show, the dopest podcast on the planet that explores the world of Christian entrepreneurship and reveals secrets to unlocking your unique codes to create generational wealth. I'm your host, LaDondra Hervey, wife, mom, award-winning author, and Christian business coach who's excited to take you on a transformational journey of taking bold steps to unlock your unique gifts and pursue your entrepreneurial dreams with unwavering faith. Buckle up. It's time to make your dreams of creating generational wealth a reality. Hey, 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 what's up, y'all? We have an incredible topic on the deck this week. We are discussing from prospects to clients, uncovering the top three sales obstacles that keep Christian entrepreneurs from converting their offers. Now, listen, I'm super excited about this, and I know y'all get sick of me saying I'm super excited, but I'm not going to quit saying it because I truly am excited. The reason being is because I really wish that I had access to this type of information to really help me in growing my business and becoming the Christian business owner that I envisioned in my mind, but really didn't have the information and the resources to do it according to the king's way and i know that as i've gone along my entrepreneurial journey that learning and understanding how to convert prospects into clients has really been one of those challenges that i have had to overcome and as i've gone along this journey I've noticed that I'm not the only one that had to overcome this. And then there are still others who are still overcoming. But what I've learned is that there are some true tricks and strategies that will really help you to create alignment in your offers and create alignment in the way that you're showing up as the Christian entrepreneur that you have been called to be. There's a way that seems right, but then there's a way that leads to death. That's a scripture in the Bible. And I really love that one because it it reminds me that there is always a way that seems right. That way that that wide road, it seems right. The world tells us to do all these things, but then there is a way that is the narrow way that is more in alignment with who God has uniquely created us to be. And so we're going to really dig into that. 
And so I do want to warn you that as we get into this, that we going, you're going to have to be honest with yourself. And this podcast episode is going to require some self-evaluation. And it's going to take some self-evaluation and you really digging deep to, into the heart issues that are going up and that are showing up in your business. In my experience, this is one of the most challenging things for entrepreneurs to do is to really take that deep dive look into the root issues that are keeping prospects from doing business with you. Because a lot of times we have a blame, a habit of blaming it on external things like strategies and branding and your website and the aesthetics and coaching and training and just on and on and on when the real issue is not the exterior of the car like those things that's mentioned above and y'all y'all gonna hear me talk about car examples all throughout the podcast because my husband is a, a mechanic but the thing about it is that a lot of times people are so focused on the exterior of things and really a lot of times it's the it's not the exterior it's really the interior or the internal components that are really that are not functioning properly that's really causing people to not buy your product or not purchase that car or whatever it is that you have to offer and so as we go through this we're really going to look at the internal components that are really showing up as barriers in preventing you from making that transition from be having a prospect to a closed sale, okay? But before we get into that, y'all, y'all y'all have been doing a phenomenal job and I just can't show how grateful I am to the love that you guys have showed on this podcast with through your reviews. Like we launched out there and within two weeks, we were in the, uh, not two weeks, within 48 hours, I'm sorry, we were in the top 2% of podcasts and we are still there. And that is because of your, your support and you showing up and giving those ratings and those reviews and all of that. And I will tell you that every review that you leave, it's like you're sowing a seed into someone else's life. Because the more reviews that we get, the higher it, it the algorithm boosts us up to get our podcast shown before more Christian entrepreneurs who are struggling and who are needing this type of help and support. So if you have a moment, take 30 seconds and leave a review for us. But right now, I want to shout out Coach Laquita. She says, awesome podcast. LaDondra. You are so anointed and phenomenal. I enjoyed every second of the episode I listened to. I'm looking forward to many more powerful episodes from you. Thank you for your wisdom and for accepting this podcast assignment. May God continue to bless you. Listen, sis, may God continue to bless you as well. And that any, I pray that everything that you put your hand to do, that it will prosper. I pray that he gives you the clarity and the confidence and the courage that you need to enter into your next season and to take bold steps in alignment with your assignment. 
Y'all, y'all ready to get into segment one? Were you ready to get into segment one? We are going to do from pressure to purpose. And y'all know that from pressure to purpose is, that's my heart. That's my heart because I have been here. I've done this and got the t-shirt, the hat, the socks, the matching color panties, all the things. I know that was too much information, but hey, listen, it's the truth. Then I have found myself in a place to where I have been in pressure like i was trying to be do the things that the world the world was telling me to do and i found myself in a place where i was burned out and uh, and in this hustle culture where it was almost like i was in a rat race that no matter how hard i tried that i wasn't the input wasn't equaling the output and so what I found along my journey is that it really required this a relationship with Christ. Like I didn't have to be in all of that hustle and be in burnout and do all the craziness that the, the world would recommend that I do. I'm not saying that you don't work hard for your business. I'm not saying that. But what I am saying is that we want to come from a place where we are working from God that is in flow. And what we call flow is, that's an acronym, following the leading of wisdom. And so we know that when we are sitting at the feet of Father God, like Mary did in the Bible, then we know that we are being enriched with the wisdom that we need to be able to show up fully in our assignment. But many of us, we find ourselves in a place of pressure where we're working for God and we're distracted by all the things and all those things are putting us in a place of so much burnout. And so as we really focus in on from pressure to purpose, one of the the central th thoughts that came up for me in this is it, it was about guilt. Now, many I have seen and I have even experienced this along my own journey. Many of us are not operating in the fullness of our gifts because of guilt. We are walking in guilt. Now, when we talk about guilt, this is us feeling like we're not the guilt of not doing enough. That guilt that you don't deserve more because your worth is predicated on your work. It's predicated on the results you produce or not produce. And with this type of thinking, there's a misappropriation of your faith being in your works, your faith being in what you can produce. And when you can't produce that you, or you fall short of pro producing at that level of your expectation, then you feel guilt and you feel worthlessness. Now, I again, I've been here and this is a hard place to be because you will know, let me tell you this first, you will know that you are here. Here's some signs is that you are in a place of stress. You're like, you're trying having a hard time of striking the balance of my faith because I know we have the scripture because you may be like, okay, well, LaDondra, the Bible tells us faith without works is dead. True. But then we also have to remember that Faith requires faith in God, not in our works, but many of us find ourselves in a place where we are putting our faith in our works and not our faith in God. And I'm, I don't think that we are trying to do that on purpose. It's just that we get caught up in the system and how the world works and we put our faith in 
our accolades, we put our faith in our experience, we put our faith in the system and the process that we bought from the highest trending coach or the highest grossing coaches out there. And we feel that if we put our faith in the strat strategy, the formula, that it will work out for us. But as I talked about with Tyler Perry in that episode last week, if you haven't listened to it, go check it out. It was a great episode and us breaking down the codes and what that looks like for you personally in your business. But the how this looks like is that if you are putting your faith in your works, then it's like you're trying, you're putting more expectation on what you can do instead of having that faith and expectation on putting on God and what he can do for you. And so, like I was saying with that episode with Tyler Perry, we have our part and our part is we can sow the seed of our ideas. We can sow the seed of our creativity in the ground, but, and we can till the ground through our works. But then there's a part where faith has to be, we have to step in with faith and then we have to be like, okay, God, I trust you to send the rain. I trust you to send the sunshine. I trust you to to make my harvest to yield a crop that I am expecting. My hope is in you. I'm showing up and doing my part, but I need you. My faith is in you, God, to show up and do your part. And y'all, I have, like I said, at the beginning of this, I've been here and it was a hard place to come out of because it was hard to strike that balance of understanding, like, when am I working in faith and when I, when am I dependent on my own works? And as I was going to say, there are signs that'll help you to know that you are depending on your own works. When, and here are some of the signs. Some of the signs are that you're stressed out, like you're just in this perpetual state of stress and your brain is never at rest. It's always thinking, 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 and trying to figure out like, what do I do? How do I do this? Like all of that. And that's a clue that you're depending on your brain so much that you're overwhelming your brain and you are not, you can never find a relaxation because you are at war with yourself and trying to figure out what's the right next move. And so you're working for God instead of working from God. If you, because you'll know you're working from God because you're not, you're in a rested state and you're spending quality time with him and you're bringing your petitions and your questions to him and you're asking for that additional wisdom and you're not in this perpetual state of just of worry okay another sign is that you're burned out like you have literally just burnt yourself out to the point of exhaustion you can't move you can't think you can't get out of bed I know that you can relate to this. You are, you just creatively, you, there's a fog on your brain. You can't, you can't think outside of just being tired. That's when you know that you are so dependent on your works and you're not coming from God. You're working from a place of pressure. And so that's a sign to help you to really step out of that. Another sign could be that you're overeating or you're not eating at all, like you're so consumed with your works, you're not eating at all, or you're overeating to comfort eat because you're so stressed out or you're in worry and maybe you don't even know, you're so worried, you don't even know that you're over consuming. Been there, done that too, both sides of it. 
And another sign you'll know you're there is you're striving. And so you're looking at desperately out for for suggestions and desperately for their for just things that it's got you in this desperate energy. Now, again, striving can be a good thing. You're striving when you're striving with a healthy energy and you're striving from a healthy intention and you're striving when you're coming from God and you're striving for his purposes, then you are in a healthy state. But if you are striving to the point of exhaustion and you're in a place of desperation to the point to where you find yourself easily angered and you're yelling at the kids or your husband for no reason or you're just you're just so anxious if somebody asks you the wrong question and it, they didn't even mean anything by it, but you're so You've been striving so much and you're so you're so anxious and you're so wound up that now you're easily triggered or you're crying just out of the clear nowhere. And it's like, what is going on? You are thinking to yourself, what is going on, y'all? These are signs that you are in that place to where it's an unhealthy guilt. You're looking at your situation and your faith is in your works and you're feeling guilty because you're not, you're not producing. You're not producing at the level that you thought you were supposed to produce. Remember, you have your part. God has his part. And that's where faith comes in. And so as we get ready to wrap up this segment of it, and I want to say there's other signs. There's panic attacks, lack of rest, and there's enough is never enough. You're making hasty decisions. You're just in fear. There's all these things. But what I want to remind you of is we wrap this up is Proverbs 16 and 3. It says, commit your works to the Lord. And in parentheses, it says, submit and trust them to him. And your plans will succeed. Then in parentheses again, if you respond to, to his will and his guidance. So your plans will succeed if you respond to his will and his guidance. And so that requires us getting out of pressure and coming back into alignment with purpose. The one who gives us direction, the one who gives us the understanding and instruction to move in alignment with the plans and the purposes that he has, then that's when we are truly walking into a new level of, of just so much purpose and so much freedom. And I will say this last thing on this segment, the word commit, when you look that up in the Hebrew, what it, it says is that it's almost like you're rolling over a burden. And so it's like you're rolling over the burden of your works. You're rolling over the burden of you carrying, for example, that guilt. You're rolling over the burden and you have made a decision to trust him. How much freedom do you have and can you have if you're operating from that type of heart posture? I'm just saying it is a beautiful place to be. Give it a try. All right, you guys. So I hope that you really took notes on that part and you really gain so much wisdom from that part. I have that there intentionally because I want us to slow down 
it's it, it's not enough to get a bunch of strategy and you are in that hustle culture because you just really can't the strategy won't penetrate your heart in a way that it creates movement and the type of movement that is alignment with the king's heart the king's way and so we really want to stay true to that as we are moving out of pressure into purpose now we're getting ready to jump into segment two and this is all about the blueprint of the generational wealth codes and for those of you who are new to this podcast the generational wealth codes is our signature method that we help our clients walk through as they are using their unique gifts to create generational wealth God's way. And so the C stands for creativity. The O is the operations. D is a cultivating a dominion mindset. The E is all about expansion and the S is about scaling. And so for today's topic, we're really going to make the focal point in the D and really cultivate that dominion mindset that empowers you to walk in God confidence and in the authority of your brand, knowing that you were chosen for the assignment. And so in this segment, we're going to discuss the top three obstacles that are keeping your ideal clients from doing business with you and from you really converting those those offers into paid clients. And I've listened to all kinds of stuff on social media and social media people can be so triggered by so many different words and I I've listened and some people are so could like feel so triggered by the word convert and they have made it like to say convert is like it's an unhuman word and you're not connecting and all of that but when you really look up the word convert it's really just persuasion and we're all in the business of persuasion. And if we're doing it in a healthy way, there's a quote out there that says, persuasion is not what you do to people. It is what you do for people in alignment with their goals and in alignment with their values. And so when you really truly understand how to persuade in a healthy way, then you understand that it's not what you're doing to people to manipulate them. It is what you're doing for people. And so as we are going along this topic, I want you to keep that in mind as we are really tapping into the top three sales obstacles that is keeping you from converting your offers. And so the very first thing, and you want to go ahead and get your pen and a paper. If you're driving, you'll probably want to come back and listen to the replay on this because I am going to be going deep on some things. And if you really take into take heed to the things that I'm saying, these will be game changing to the way that you are showing up in your life and in your business. So the very first reason that is showing up for you and keeping you from converting your offers is that you are not inspired by your the things that you're offering, whether that's your product or your service. And I know you're probably thinking, like, how how is that even possible? I chose it because, like, to be inspired. I chose chose it because I was excited about it. But sometimes you can find yourself. I've been here, where you're offering things that feel that you feel was expected of you based on the market trends, based on your skill set or your experience, because you've worked at this job for. 20 years, 10 years, and 
so you've made up in your mind it's all that you know but it's all that you know that's in that box but have you really explored all that is to you maybe it's because you're you've boxed it in and you're offering something based on your trade maybe it was that you were working on you working on cars or you were knitting or whatever the case is and you were doing that out of survival maybe you were cooking and and so you went to to cooking school and it was by trade and so now you feel like that's what you have to do or maybe it was by your degree well it's interesting when we look at this and we take this a little bit further because remember it's that the reason is that you're not inspired by your own product or service and you are offering things that that you feel is expected so this is the key part here you're offering things that you feel is expected by market trends and not really flowing from a place of your gifts your anointing and your divine blueprint and which God has really wired you to bring something forward. And I was listening to a clip from a podcast with uh, J- David San- Shans, David Shans with Social Proof Podcast, shout out to them. And he was talking about the uh, founder of Tesla, Elon Musk, and he was talking about him in when he was thinking about creating the Tesla. And at that time that he was thinking about creating Tesla and electric cars, there was no demand for that. Like people weren't walking around saying, oh, I want an electric car, I want an electric car. They were really demanding that they wanted a reliable, cost-efficient car that was good on gas, things like that. That's what was in demand. But what Elon Musk did is that he innovated to create Tesla and now the market is demanding it. So here's the key. People can't demand what they don't know exists. Mm. Let me say that again. People can't demand what they don't know exists. That's why it's our responsibility to use our God-given talents passions and experience to innovate and create demand based on the problem that we were uniquely wired to solve. And so I bring that up because you may be like, well, okay, like I have this thing that I've been thinking about. I have suppressed that thing because there is no demand in the market for it, but People can demand, again, what they don't know that exists, right? You know it exists. God is giving you the vision. He's giving you the blueprint for it. And so it's your responsibility to tap into your God-given gifts to bring that to the market in a way that it solves a problem, okay? And so when you tap into that type of energy, now you're tapping into a new level of inspiration. And that inspiration becomes infectious it becomes contagious. And so now people, all of a sudden, people are like, they're coming out of the woodworks and they're wanting to engage with what you have to offer because it's new, it's different, it's innovative, it, it solves a problem in a way that they hadn't thought about it. You're bringing your unique perspective to it. It's all these different things. And so when, you, when you're operating from a standpoint to where you're doing things based on expectations, you're coming from an a energetic stance to where you don't feel inspired and energetically you're not connected to it. So when you go to make a sale, 
then people can read your energy. And so if energetically you're not aligned and energetically you're not connected to the product, they can feel that and they're not going to energetically connect to it. And so what you can do instead is you can tap into the C of our, our codes and really tap into your creativity so you can turn your skills into a monetizable business that you love. So instead of just boxing your stuff into something like, okay, well, this is all I know because this is my experience, but really I have a passion for this. I don't have a lot of experience in it, but I have a passion for it. Or maybe it's that I have a passion for this audience of people, but I haven't directly worked with that audience of people. What you can do is you can start to creatively use those skills and combine them in a way to where you can create something, a monetizable business that you love and it affects your offers. And so, for example, let me give you an example. So say, for instance, that maybe you had, you were an art teacher and now you, and you just had a passion for art and you've been teaching art and as you've been teaching art, you notice that art has been a healing outlet that has helped your students to really overcome some things in just a indirect way. But now you're really wanting to get into business. Well, you can go art, integrate art with business and create a business model around art therapy for business owners. And you can do it in your own innovative way to where it makes sense for your skills, your talents, your experience, and it connects to your ideal audience. It could be, here's another example. Maybe you have your skills and your talents you and you're trying to figure out, okay, what is my offer? What can my offer be? I've been in real estate all my life, but I have a passion for youth. So you can say real estate plus youth, and perhaps you can tap into the creativity side of things and integrate those two things and say, okay, well, what if I built a business model around tiny homes for youth who aged out of foster homes? And then I can teach them the trade of real estate as a income generating opportunity. Y'all, do you not but think that people will gravitate to wanting to invest in that or, or want to partner with you on that or to want to work with you and buy your package for that art therapy for business owners because they're all stressed out or art therapy for business leaders who are at the top and have nobody to talk to and need some an outlet to express their their themselves, their pain, their creativity and stress and all the other things. You have to create something that will inspire you. A lot of times we are trying to replicate other people's business model and and when we're replicating other people's business model because it's what we feel is expected, we can't find our voice. And when we can't find our voice, it's hard for us to communicate why doing business with us personally or doing business with you personally is a value add because there's a lot of systems out there. There's a lot of widgets out there. There's a lot of things out there, but why you? And so if people can't see why you, it doesn't matter if you're working in direct sales underneath their business umbrella. 
why you, why now, and what unique problem do you solve? Because it can't be predicated on, oh, well, the founder is so great. Great. Well, I'm glad that founder found the company, but what value can you bring to me and what and how can you uniquely do it? And why should I trust you to make an, a financial exchange to purchase this product? And so you have to be able to communicate your value in a way that makes your client want to or your ideal client want to do business with you and sometimes when you're working and operating under other people's business model it makes it hard for you to embrace that ceo mindset because now again you're still doing making an offer out of ex out of expectations and you're not doing it from a place to where you have a CEO mindset. You may have that employee mindset and you're just making a sale based on the widgets or the features and different things like that. And when you're doing things like that, it makes it hard for you to really connect with people on a heart level. I will tell you that I have been in a unique situation like this and I, I'll, I'll talk about it here in just a little bit. I'm not even, I'm not going to talk about it right now. I'll tell you about it a little bit because it goes and it intertwines with something else, but you have to really be able to embrace a CEO mindset and really communicate why working with you is a value add and why they should make an exchange to want to do business with you. And when you do it from this type of mindset, you tapping into that creativity, you're understanding that you don't have to be a replica of other people's business model. I'm not saying you can't work within that business model, but find yourself in it. Because when you find yourself in it, then now you can come from a place of inspiration and you can come from a place of purpose. And then you can start to communicate in a way that it create a resonance with you, with your ideal client. And so if you struggling with trying to really figure what that looks like for you and how to integrate your gifts, your talents, your passions, and your experiences to create like a compelling brand experience that attracts your ideal audience, then I definitely want to recommend that you take our gifted place assessment that you will find the link off in the description of this episode and you take you can take that and it will really help you to figure out what are those components we did a, a episode on this it was one of our very first episodes we'll link back to that off in the bio as well and you can just look at the four ingredients and i talk a little bit about that but when we do these assessments then what we'll do is take a deep dive into your business and if it help you to figure out how you can uniquely integrate these components into your business to figure out your differentiating factor, your voice, and why you why do business with you, why doing business with you is a value add and things like that. So let's go ahead and go into number two, the number two reason that you're not your offers are not converting prospects into paid clients you're not a product of the product now y'all i told y'all this this was going to take some self-evaluation i said that from the beginning and I, I know you probably wanted me to come and say the things that you can google online but i will tell you the things that you can google online they're there for you to google online and you wouldn't be here 
if you were just trying to get a Googled answer. I believe that you're truly here because you're really ready to do the hard heart work. So the heart work. And you're really ready to uncover root issues that have kept you stuck for years and years and years. And you're really ready to deal with that. And if that's the case, one of the, the second reasons is that you're not a product of the product. And so this plays out in so many ways. And I'm going to give you a biblical example here in just a moment. But a lot of times you can find yourself selling what you can't relate to or you haven't done or experienced on some level yourself, rather personally or through client results. And so a lot of times you're you're doing it's still in that same energy. You're operating from expectation or market trends and different things. And so maybe you're out there putting yourself out as, oh, I'm a high end coach and I do all this and. I've been here. I've done that as well. So I'm speaking to you from experience. So if you're really ready to use wisdom and you stand on the mistakes of someone who has done that and made it on the other side and has entered into levels of success, then I want you to really take a look and evaluate what I'm saying here. So I, when I first started my business, I started out and I was under a high-end coach who really believed in premium offers. And I think that premium offers are great, but I had not yet got the experience behind premium offers. And so I was not really a product of, a, of the product yet. I was somewhat a product of it because I had invested in her product, but I really didn't know what that looked like and what that meant. And so I would, it, when I tried to put things out there, then I was a little bit more hesitant than I am now. When I say it now, I say it because I know I've been there. I've been made so many investments. I know what it feels like. I know how, how much of a blessing it is to work with me and my team and the results that we can create. I've been a product of the product. And, and did investing on, on my side, but then also have had clients to invest and they've gotten results and things like that. But see, when you're not a product of the product, what you will find is that you'll feel inauthentic in making that offer or you'll struggle in making that offer. And it really doesn't matter where you start in your offer. I know that all the noise say you got to go premium. If you don't go premium, you're not going to have a successful business. But I will tell you that there are so many people who are killing it in the game, who are killing it off of low-end offers. There's a, a one business coach that I know for sure who is killing it off of $15 and $500 offers, and she's already at half a million dollars in her business. And so it's not about how the, if your offer is premium enough, it's about who you're being when you make that offer. And it's about if you, you really can get your energy behind the offer that you're making because you truly are a product of the product. And so when I was thinking about this, because I was personally thinking for about everything that I'm telling you, and I was like, okay, so what value God can I give the listeners and our leaders here who are listening in that's really going to be transforming to their business? And it that this was the tip. And so 
as we I was digging deep into this, I was reminded of the story in Acts 19 and 15. And it, we're just going to say Acts 19, but the, the scripture I relate to is going to come from Acts 19 and 15. And so in this particular scripture, there was like these Jewish people who were, they weren't true believers of Christ and they was driving around and tried to, to cast the demon out and it didn't work. They were trying to do what the, replicate what the, the disciples was doing. And they, when they hadn't, they weren't the product of the product, they hadn't been saved and walked with Christ and all that. And it didn't work. And they said, when, when they came to the, the demon or the evil, the person who was possessed by the evil spirit, the evil spirit talked back to him and was like, uh, Jesus, we know Paul, we know, but who are you? <laughs> I love that. I love that question because what is essentially being said there is that there was an essence about them. They, we know that they are a product of the product. But and and it's really cool because Paul was a product of a product so much that even evil spirits knew him, and so it, it's crazy because like they were trying to they were trying to do what they seen done without being experience, experiencing Christ for themselves. They were trying to operate from somebody else's revelation and use words to try to create something that they were never anointed to create. They hadn't spent time with Jesus to really even know what that looked like. They thought that just because they saw it and they heard what the, what, what the disciples were saying, that they could go and try to do the same thing. How many of us have found ourselves in our businesses like that? You've seen other successful coaches out there. And so you're like, well, I see them doing that. So if I just say what they say and I do what they do, then I'm going to create the same results. I'm going to have the same sales. I'm going to have the same following and, and everything is going to work out right for me. Well, that is not necessarily true. And in this case, we will, we find that it was not true at all because they had not made the investments of time, their talent and their treasure like Paul did to Paul. He made the investments. Here's the key part of being the product of the product it requires us making investments in our time our talent and our treasure and so much that paul gave up his original trade or his original assignment that he was on to follow jesus and so with that being said, there was an essence about him. There was a power. There was an anointing. God's presence was with him so much that even aprons and handkerchiefs that touched Paul healed the sick, sick and evil spirits left out. That's what kind of anointing he carried. And so the demons recognized that those people were trying, they were trying to act really essentially like magicians and they were the counterfeit. They had no experience walking with Jesus. Therefore, they didn't carry his power and his anointing, nor did they have legal right to cast them out. And they knew that. They knew that. And so I give you this example because our prospects can tell if we're walking our talk. They can tell if we are saying things out of desperation or if with the way we're talking to them and we're positioning our offer and we're connecting with them, if we've been walking our talk and investing ourselves 
or if we have just, we're trying to just replicate and do what we just we saw another coach do or what we saw another real estate agent do or what we saw another book writer do or whatever the case is and so I will tell you I remember that I was in this network marketing company and they told me to share other people's stories that I had not met to convince people that their product that we were selling that it would work for them but the problem with that is since I hadn't had my own experience, I found that it's hard to authentically connect with ideal clients on a deep level to create a resonant energy so much that, that we, they would relate to the offer that we were putting out there and they would see that what we had was a solution to their problem. And so with that being said, like I it, it just made it so much harder and I didn't make the sales that they were saying that I would make. I was a counterfeit on so many levels because I was not a product of the product. I was trying to replicate what was told to me and I was trying to make a sale from that and people could read that because I was more like a textbook instead of coming from a flow and from experience and from genuineness and to just share my own testimony. So when I say this, does that mean that you have to been and arrived to be a product of the product? No, absolutely not. But you should be walking your talk at the level that you're at and authentically sharing those experiences and the value with your ideal clients. And so, for example, now and even way early on in my business, I've been investing at the level of my dreams for years. I've been being a product of the product. So I have always known I've wanted others to invest in themselves at a high level so that they could break the generational cycles and create generational wealth. And so in order for that to happen, it had to start with me. And it had to start with me at the level that I was in, I'm making high-end investments in myself because I believed in where I was going and I wanted to be a product of the product. I didn't want to just talk about something and tell somebody else's story. I wanted to tell the story of my journey and how I've been able to break through and create levels of freedom in my life and in my business and to build out a team who we are banded together and helping others to create that generational wealth. Have I arrived yet? Absolutely not. On some level I have, but there's still room to grow according to the vision that I have because my vision is to be a multi-million dollar business owner, then flip that around and help a thousand other families create that same success. And so that's why I do this podcast. And that's why I have my offerings with my coaching services. I'm consistently being a product of the product and reflecting that back to my audience with the results that I've created for myself and for others. And so those who, one thing that you want to take from this is that as you are being a product of the product, it's you're moving from level to level and you get to grow from level to level and you get to give yourself freedom to expand at each and every level. And you get to give yourself the freedom to feel like you don't have to arrive at some projected and expected level that 
the world is telling you, you get to be exactly where you are called to being called to be. And God will bless you right where you are. And knowing that those who are supposed to hear, they will hear and recognize the authenticity and the results that you're creating. And by it's being reflected back to others, both in your offers and, and whether it's paid or it's free. And the same is true. That's exactly what we're doing in our businesses. We are reflecting those results back to our clients, whether it's through this free podcast or it's through our paid coaching services. So when you're a product of the product, it also makes it easier to sell because you can relate to their big triggers that, that are triggering up your people and creating concerns for them to not want to buy. So let me give you an example. If I never invested in high-end products and coaching services, I would never understand how triggering it what it is to to make that type of purchase and to try to figure out like how am I going to make it work? What is what when I'm going to be able to make the next payment and is my husband going to say yes and agree to it? How am I going to find enough clients to be able to afford this? Got to step out on faith. And what is that going to look like? And am I going to fail? Those are all triggers. And guess what I get to do now? I've walked that so many times that I can clearly walk a potential client through that process and help them to feel so much ease and so much grace when it comes to investing in themselves. And it's not from a place of manipulation. It is truly from a place of inspiration and to let them know that if I partnered with God by faith and he made it possible for me, then he can make it possible for you as well. But you're going to have to show up and you're going to have to do some, take some certain actions and you're going to have to take it seriously. But when you can, when you've been a product of the product, now you can truly understand the triggers that your ideal client is going through and what they're thinking before they even say it. Let me say that again. You get to understand what they're thinking before they even say it. And then you have the opportunity to either address it before or you can address it as it comes up. And you can share your personal testimony to help them to see and step into a new level of possibility. And you also can help them to. So when you're a product of a product of the product, it makes it easier to sell because you can understand the expected buying experience that they're desiring before, during, and after. It is a, there's a sales process. They're feeling something before, they're feeling something during, and they're feeling something after. And so you will understand when you're a product of the product, you know what they want, how they want it, and how they like to be treated, whether you're selling high-end jewelry or you're selling weight loss programs products or or a program that helps youth to step into their highest potential whatever that is and the last thing on this particular one is you can understand their buying behaviors where where is their fear and when is hesitation show up and how do they feel after they purchase do they have buyer's remorse can you help them overcome that are they impul impulsive buyers and so if they are, then you can kind of start to tap into that and you can create excitement around your offer. If you've uh, you've been a product of the product and you've had your own personal experience and 
You also walk clients through it and you started to realize that most of your ideal clients, they need to think and pray on it. So then you can set up processes to increase your conversion rate to share testimonials and have a follow-up system in place. Maybe they are, if you've been a product of the product, they you found that they are researchers. And so you can share case studies and references and statistical information on the process that would really help them to, to tap in and be like, okay, you know what, working with her or working with him, it makes so much sense because you've been a product of the product. You understand your ideal client buying behaviors at a deep rooted level because you've been your ideal client at some point. So now you have systems and processes to respond to your ideal client in the way that they need it. And then that increase that shortens your sales cycle and it helps you to increase those sales. So let's go ahead and get ready to wrap this thing up. And the third reason here is that you reason why you're not converting your sales into your prospects into paid clients is that you have a poor money mindset around your offer. Yeah, this is really tapping into those beliefs about what your offer. And so some of us are in those in that spirit of comparison. And when you're in that comparison place, that's a poor money mindset because you're so focused on what the other person is doing, it is putting you in a analysis paralysis. And so instead of spending time on finding your ideal clients and connecting with them on an authentic level, you're spending so much time trying to prove your offer is good enough. And so that good enough energy is keeping you in a cycle of stuck. You're trying to measure up to the next real estate agent. You're trying to measure up to the next coach or consultant or tax professional or whatever that is for you. You're trying to measure up and you're overanalyzing things that don't even need to be analyzed. Your eyes is on you instead of being in service to your ideal client and you showing up and what happens is, is when you do that you're showing up with a energy that is not a connecting type of energy it's a proving energy and instead of showing up with a conviction belief that this product is amazing god put this in my hand for me to be a blessing to others and to use this to transform, to inspire, to, to ignite, to help people to regain their life back and create freedom. And when you can come at it like that and you're moving out of that comparison energy, then now you create this resonant energy with potential clients and they're like, oh my gosh, there's just something about her that I need to, to connect with. And she just seems like she knows how to get me from here, point A to point Z. And I just, I just need to do business with her. You have a resonant energy that is 
connecting to your ideal client because you're not coming from proving energy. You are coming from a belief that this is a blessing and I want to bless as many people that I can. This is not about me. This is about them. The uh, second one on the, the poor money mindset is you believe that people can't afford your services. And when you can believe that people can't afford your services, you start to go into this over nurturing energy. You're trying to over nurture and try to make them feel comfortable and you're in their pocket and you're over talking the conversation and you're not holding them as capable of standing up and stand and being resourceful to find whatever resources they need to invest in themselves and so you start making them get in an energy where they're afraid and they don't they don't hold themselves to high esteem and as capable to do whatever it takes with integrity to invest in themselves and so that's why they're still a prospect but then somebody else can come right along that exact same client and they can get that exact same client to make it to, to do business with them because that they're, they're holding them as capable they're holding them as powerful they're holding them in high esteem to be resourceful and so that's just something that you get to check if you find yourself here the last one in this on the poor money mindset, and we'll get more into this um, later, but you're too zealous. And so you may be over talking and you're just like, blah, blah, blah. it's just, have you ever met one of those people that just study talking, just talking, 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 and this is so great. And um, I'm, I'm so amazing. And the founder is so amazing. And our widget is great. And the process and the features and it's done. It is nothing. It has nothing to do with the client like it's just steady talking just talking 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 and you're talking to try to overcompensate because uh, you feel like you feel like maybe you're not enough or you feel like you got to perform or you feel like you got to people please or you feel like if you you're not continually talking and if there's a blank space then you're not going to get the sale and when you do that you are talking yourself out of it i know for sure that i've been in situations like that and i'm thinking in my head they are talking way too much. I just need to go and I will come back to this and maybe there's somebody here different tomorrow and I can talk to them and I get a better understanding or I'll just look it up online, but they are draining my energy and I don't want to hear anymore. So the goal here is that you want to, and I'm going to give you a little script. You want to say that, first of all, you want to say my goal is to give, if you're on a call, you want to say, my goal is to give you enough information to make a yes or no buying decision. If at the end of this call, you don't feel that, then I have not done my job. And so when you're on your calls, you're not in that comparison energy. You're not, you're in that, this is a blessing energy. You're not in that energy to where you don't feel like people can afford your services or you're too zealous and over talking. You are in a calm energy knowing that what you have in your hand is such an amazing blessing and you just want to give them enough information to make a buying decision because either way it may not be it may be a not right now but later or it could be a yes and so the key is that they just need enough information and you need to speak to them on things that matter to them not things that matter to you and what the company is doing so great and all the amazing features and all of that. What is the payoff? 
that is in alignment with their dreams and their desires and their goals and how does that paint a visual of how does that connect to them and how their life or their body or their family or their business will be so much more different so we're going to go much more deeper on this in next week's episode so be on the lookout for that because i'm going to be really covering some strategies on how to sell without feeling salesy or manipulative and so we're going to get into that but i just want to say as we get ready to close out is that if you're in this place and you've been struggling with your sales and you're trying to figure out all the things and it's like okay I don't really know what my distinctive factor is and I do feel like I kind of been a replica and trying to replicate things that I've seen other people do and I'm just going based on expectation and I've been doing a lot and but I haven't been seeing a lot of results return back and I really want to innovate and really understand how to integrate my gifts with my experiences and my passion and all of that and have that clarity to break through that comparison trap so I'm not in analysis paralysis and overthinking things and I can authentically connect with my ideal clients in a way that they want to do business with me so they feel connected to me and I'm not deflecting them then I definitely want you to make sure that you go into the description and you grab the link to do take the gifted place assessment and while you're there in at checkout you want to definitely upgrade because then when you upgrade that gives you a one-on-one session to work with me personally as i dive in deep with you on what this looks like for you personally as a business owner or we will have our gifted one of our other gifted place master level coaches but what i will tell you is that all of us are master level and you're going to get so much value in one session you're gonna feel like you can just break free from the chains of of conformity and you can really enter into a place of truly connecting with your ideal audience so you can get that yes and it feels so much more easier All right, you guys, this has been a phenomenal episode. It's time to wrap it up. Until next time, see you then. Did that episode feel juicy or what? If so, please do me a favor and take 30 seconds to write a review. Your review helps us to spread the mission of creating generational wealth around the world. And if you tag me on IG stories, I'll be sure to reshare the love. And don't forget to join our Kingdom Collaborators Network, where we're coming together to intentionally collaborate to grow our business. Until next time, remember, for with Christ, nothing is impossible.